Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Nick Kappa and I am with... Matt Stewart. Did you forget my name there? No, I was like, I was hoping you would say it then. Yeah, right. Sorry, I was trying to be cool. That would have been real slick if I didn't fuck it up. (laughs) You're on the road again. Uh, We're not really. We're sitting in a garage, but, um, you know, that's the... If you're not on the road, where else would you want to be than sitting in a garage? Which is the place where you're about to go on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the the home of the road. The two states... Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm only ever in two states, on the road, and if I'm off the road... Uh, I'm in a garage. Well, no, three states. I'm I'm on the road. I'm in the garage, or I'm on the road again. Yeah, they're the only three states I exist. That's the circle of life. Yeah, that's, that's... right. Hakuna Matata, right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, you can't have a road without a garage. Yeah, it's it's the birthplace of the road. That's right. It's the womb, and that's why we chose it. We want to be in the birthplace of the road, man. Now this, we go to collector. This, this I think, this is only a short episode. Uh, where we are on the way to Goulburn. Yeah, we, we we I don't know what caught our attention as we were driving past because we had to we had to cruise off the highway to get here, and it was just a really quirky little place. Uh, and um, they had a cool sculpture there, didn't they? Yeah, it was a cool sculpture, and I think a bush ranger was involved at some point, oh, like yeah, a tiny was. little place which had, was packed with history. A lot of death. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of death, death, a lot of sadness. Um, but we and a cafe, and <laughs> it's all what you want in a podcast. <laughs> So, but we, uh, yeah, we took a few photos. So, um, yeah, if you uh, look at the hashtag OTRA or just follow um, Capra yeah. or I. Hashtag OTRA. OTRA, on the road again. On the road again. Otra. Yeah. Um, we'll have some limited edition, uh, I don't know, car mags yeah with our faces on them yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> so that's something to look forward to anyway uh we haven't researched what hashtag Otra is. That could be no. something else really bad. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's yeah, some sort of terrorist calling card or something. Otter's Terrorist Regional <laughs> Alliance. Alliance. Yeah. Could be. It could very well be. Uh, but, yeah, have a listen, um, and uh, we'll check in back with you after this. On the road again. I just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love We're on the road again, Cap. Oh, man, we have not decided on the name of the podcast yet. Not, not, yeah, can't we call it, like, Tales of the Adventurous Comedians or something? That's the shittest thing you've ever said. Uh, (laughs) Laughs on wheels. (laughs) Now we get warmer. (laughs) No, I don't know. I'm warming to it a little bit. On the road again. But then, I don't know. The road is so mysterious. That's the beauty of it, and you're behind the wheel. The road by not putting its name in this podcast. You're on the, you're behind the wheel now. We're, oh my god. Oh, I'm in fourth, I think. <laughs> oh god, Jesus. 
Oh no, I can smell the clutch. Oh, oh sorry, mate. Oh, I thought no. I was in second. Oh, no. Turns out I was in fourth. Oh, oh god. Oh, oh Jesus, sorry, man. I think I've destroyed your car. Oh, freaking hell. I was like, oh, it's usually got a bit more give than this. It turns out I was in fourth. That's giving me a headache. I know, fuck. It smelled the clutch. So sorry, mate. Apologise to me, apologise to the clutch. <laughs> sorry, clutch. Also, buy me a new clutch. Yeah, I will. I will. So we've just, uh, we just stopped in a, a little town uh, in New South Wales called Collector. We're on our way to Goulburn. Yep. We're on the road again, again yes, on the way to I'm Goulburn. On the road again. Uh, but we... Yeah. Tentative title of, for the podcast. We stopped in Collector, which is this tiny little town, uh, according to its Wikipedia page. So it's not that tiny. It's got a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Uh, but according to it, it has a population of 313 people as of 2016. Okay. Uh, and it, you know, it looks every bit of it at 313. Yeah. It wasn't much going there. There was a, a cafe called Some Cafe. Yeah. It was bloody nice. There was a winery. There was the Bush Ranger Hotel. Yep. Um, but we we were. I think we remembered why we stopped there because in Canberra, uh, one of Capper's friends, Bob, he told us to go there because of this sculpture called Dreamer's Gate. Mm, yeah. And we just checked it out. Then, you, what were your what were your impressions of it? Before I read out some info about it to you. Uh, very freaky. It was it was a, it was a Blair Witch thing. Blair Witch type deal. It's the kind of thing. Where Matt and I were two comics, we're out in the Australian regional areas, we're getting along well, and then we see this sculpture in our travel, and it's kind of like a sign that things are getting spooky. It kind of sets the tone of a horror movie. Yeah, it did feel like that town had a little bit of a vibe about it. Yeah, it was built out of what, chicken mesh and uh, concrete, had this gothic kind of feel. It had the pub across from the Bush Ranger Hotel, and it was one of those pubs that's like a double-decker, but it wasn't next to anything. The pub was just by itself, which is weird. You know, usually it joins onto a house or something or whatever. I don't know why that's weird, but it's weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, they did three things there. The sign out the front said meals, beers, rooms. Yeah. I love a building with rooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and it's, you could stare straight at the sculpture. Imagine looking at that before you go to sleep after a few skewies. Yeah, I'm, and I feel like maybe that's why it's a controversial sculpture. So you're right, it was made out of chicken wire and, and uh, concrete from a wooden frame, and it was made by artist Tony Fantastes, I'm going to pronounce it, and he built it between 93 and 97, so it's, it's been up for a while. Yeah, we should do this more about each town, shouldn't we? Like facts. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that gives people a reason to listen to this. <laughs> so that uh, the, on the Wikipedia page it says um, that it's one of the reasons the collector is famous, and you know yeah. it's obviously a pretty famous town, but this is just one of the reasons. Um, uh, the sculpture is called Dreamer. Yeah. It was, uh, it was built to commemorate the artist's. Uh, father and his son's life, amongst other things. It is a gothic structure. Well done, Kappa. Yes. Yep. That's something I real last time we uh, we were on a tour through Canberra. I didn't. Uh, I found out that you're a big art man. 
Yes, yeah, I was uh, pretty pumped to go to the... We didn't go there this time, but... Because I'd already seen a lot of them, but... Big fan of Australian artist Ian Fairweather and James Gleeson. And also they've got a Magritte uh, at Canberra, which I was particularly buzzed about. I've also got a Rothko, but it's like a good Rothko. I mean, all the Rothko's good, but this one's particularly one of my favourites. Yeah, it's the Rothkoist of them. Yeah, it's, it's Rothko, yeah. <laughs> so the, so it's a gothic structure. Yeah. Um, and it was controversial because the local Gunningshire Council, council were in a constant battle regarding the structure between 1997 and 2004 as the plot which the structure stands was for sale and the sculpture itself was under demolition orders. The council wanted it gone. Oh. But it still stands on Wikipedia as of November 2016. But as of this podcast, it still stands as of September 5th, 2019. Wow. So, picture this, right? You've got a big block of land for sale. Old mate builds a crazy sculpture on it. Surely someone, because it's a big sculpture. Yeah. Someone said, like early into the sculpture, hey, bro, what's going on? Why are you building this? Yeah, I wonder, because at first I was assuming it was his land that was being sold, he built it, and then, but you think it was just, it was vacant land. Yeah. That's how you read it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, is there any information on this bloke? Is there any information on the artist? Yeah, let me, let me Does see. Does he have a Wikipedia page? No, I always, I'm always disheartened when, oh. when they're not hyperlinked. Yeah. Let's see that. There's a, um... There's a, an article linked here oh. to... It's a government article um, on environment.gov.au, the Australian Heritage Database. It's, I, I think I like the sculpture. I do, I do really like it because usually when you have, like, country art, it's all the same. It's like some fucking bit of metal welded together and, like, it's a... It looks like a chicken. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, it's out of car parts. Or it goes the other extreme where it's like this beautiful sphere or something like that that's on a bit of wood. It's kind of all samey, you know, or it's a painting of a landscape. That's it. Or, or an animal of some kind. But that... You've named four different things so far and it seems like you're thinking of more as you go. Yeah. But that's know. it. It kind of feels all the same. <laughs> that isn't... Yeah, you're right, man. You have poured out a... a a fatal flaw in my <laughs> in my argument here. But yes, out of those four, <laughs> this sculpture does not fit on those four samey things. Even though they're all totally different. <laughs> but yeah, it seemed to have its own style that I kind of liked. Now that I, I read Gothic, I, yeah, it does remind me of old Gothic cathedrals um, in like Prague or something. It seemed to have stairs going up the side. I should have walked up them, but I, I, I didn't. I had... I had no interest with interacting with it too much. I thought it might be cursed. Also, it was a facade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, when the steps aren't real, that's when you know you're, you're in for some real trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this article here on uh, the Australian Heritage Database shed some light. It says, Dreamers Gate is located in, at Lot 2, Section 4, Church Street Collector, on a six-acre property purchased by the artist Tony Fantasties. Ah. In 1992, in order to develop a sculpture studio and open-air gallery. 
The memorial is 7 metres high, 26 metres long, and is set back 10 metres from the property line. When complete, the piece will be approximately 34 metres long. The final 8 metre section will incorporate a large awning currently on the property. Access to the site is from... Alright, some of that is not really required. Yeah, yeah so that's... Um, when was this article? This article looks like... It doesn't... It's not dated, but it sounds like it was from... Maybe it was written in the 90s, so before yeah. it was completed. But so he obviously owned the property at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So then once he sold it, then people were like, we'll knock it down. Yeah. Is the government like, we'll knock it down now? But maybe it sounds like more like it's... To me, I'm guessing that the council were just like, it's an eyesore or something. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an eyesore. But that, that's often what happens with, uh, with uh, things that become iconic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eiffel Tower's the one example I always think of. Really? The people of Paris hated it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what is the reason behind Eiffel Tower? I th- uh, I'm going to get this wrong, but I, I've, I vaguely remember that it was built for a, like some sort of a, an expo or something, and it was only meant to be temporary. Ah, gotcha. And then um, and people hated it, but then it was useful as an antenna or something, ah. and then eventually the people turned around and started loving it. And then you got people flying there from the Gold Coast to propose and kiss and shit. Yeah, but on the other hand, people do fly from Paris to surfers to propose, so... Yeah, that that is widely known in the... Ah, <laughs> oh, another bunch of Frenchies at the Gold Coast looking to elope. Yeah, they get... A lot of people, uh, a lot of French get engaged at the Dog and Parrot in Rabina. <laughs> <laughs> on top of the, uh, the... What is it? The Riddler ride at, <laughs> at the movie world. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood on the Gold Coast. Uh, Aquaman was filmed there, all right? Oh, yeah. It's got cultural significance. It does. It does. Imagine getting married in front of the studio that made Aquaman. Now, that is my dream bride. That is romance. Um, yeah, I think I, I collector, I'll give it a, I'll give it a f- six out of ten. Before you make a hard call on it, can I tell you about a bush ranger incident? Okay, well, hang on. I take back. Tell me about the Bush Ranger incident. Okay, let me see if I can find it. I was reading it just before. Um, oh, that was in a different article. Sorry, one second. So, um, obviously, the pub there that you you noticed was called the Bush Ranger Hotel. Yep, yep. Uh, and A major selling point. They're like, hang on, I was not thirsty for a beer, but... This pub is named after a bush ranger. I wonder, I wonder if there's a Harley uh, T-shirt that I could purchase. And they're like, no, you can only get that in Glen Rowan. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to, but they got copyright on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got in first. <laughs> you know, that's their genius. All right, this is from aussietowns.com.au. Okay. It says, the events of 26th of January 1865 ensured that the Bushranger Hotel's place in Bushranger history, and particularly in the life and times of Ben Hall. Ah. I don't... Well, actually, is this the Bushranger Hotel? This might... No, this might be... <laughs> this is at the Kimberley's Inn, which maybe they've renamed, I'm not sure. <laughs> but it used, apparently it used to have five inns because it was a key route uh, to the Snowy River, Snowy ah. Mountain. Ah. I guess the Hydro Scheme, maybe? Ah, right. Okay, cool. Got you, got you. So it's like... Oh, do you have a room for the night? 
coming through, are you? Yeah, to yeah. buddy build a build a river, huh? Yeah, gotcha. Well, it, oh, actually, I don't know. It was, through, it was the main route to the Snowy Mountain, so maybe that was pre-Snowy Mountain scheme. I'm, I'm not right. great with time and history. That, that probably happened later. Yeah, you only... You only that you're, was later than Bush Ranger. You only time. work on a major historical podcast, but, hey, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, Ben Hall's this Bush Ranger. I'd never heard of him, but apparently on that day, 26th of January, 1865, uh, Ben Hall and his gang had slid past a posse which was out looking for them. They held up the publican there, and on their way into town, the gang fired at a horseman, but the gunshot attracted the attention of the town's constable, a 38-year-old man named Samuel Nelson, a father of eight. Oh. Eight by 38, the old rule of yeah. family. Jesus Christ. Imagine having eight kids at our age. I reckon he would have believed in Jesus Christ somehow. He would have put himself in front of the gun. <laughs> hey, there's... Sorry. I'm sure he... I'm sure Nothing he, wrong with big families. I'm just saying I could... You know, my dad's one of 14, 13. I know, I know. Well, that's why your grandfather's a national hero, but... Because <laughs> I would have turned to the gun after at there, least six. There was... <laughs> Moorabbin would not exist as a suburb if it wasn't for him and his, his brood. Jesus Christ. 14. Yeah, anyway, so what? So, um, so the cop uh, then brought in two of his sons to take on the gang. Yep. And one of the gang, a particularly, according to AussieTowns.com, a particularly unsavoury thug named John Dunn had been left outside to guard the pub. When confronted by the constable, he shot him dead with both a shotgun and a pistol. The constable died in the arms of his teenage son. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is... I take back all the jokes I said previous to this. John Dunn. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What a dog. Uh, it's a comment on Australia's attitude to its history that the first memorial to Sam Nelson wasn't erected in Collector until 40 years after his murder and that the original monument has been replaced by a rather handsome granite column which reads, This monument is erected by the Government of New South Wales to the memory of Constable Samuel Nelson who was shot dead on this spot whilst in the execution of his duty by the outlaw John Dunn. 26th of January 1865. Some witters named it Nelson's Column. You know, the London. Uh, it's a big, the famous London landmark, Nelson's Column. Uh, I love it. Some wit. Eh? Uh, well, some wag. look, I'll tell you what. We discussed before the heroism of Ned Kelly, all that, but you got to remember fathers of eight died In when these heroes sunburns. were running around. Yeah, that's when it really brings it to home. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. I'm wearing a Ned Kelly shirt with a fucking Harley Davidson on the front. What a hero. But then you've got these bush rangers that actually fucking killed a lot of families. And back then you didn't have you didn't have compo or anything. Yeah. Now the police would have looked after you just like eight kids are just Oh man. But the um is Ned Kelly never he, he's never been accused of doing anything. Well, that's like real cold blooded murder, right? Wasn't he meant to be the Robin Hoodie guy? I have, I, I have read a lot about him in the past. But oh, really? I'm, oh, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm thinking, wrong. I don't know if he ever... I think he did kill cops. Yeah. But it was in gunfights. Not, uh, oh, not cold-blooded. But maybe, uh, yeah. Maybe he gave maybe him a little I'm, warning. Maybe yeah. he just, like, blew a little the, horn, like... Okay, yeah. guys, you got time to get out. Uh, yeah, I don't know why, how I'm drawing a line yeah, there. Maybe yeah, there yeah. is no line. The cops are doing their job. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a And then Ned Kelly did have a gang, so maybe they did some cold-blooded murders. Also, it's the quick and the dead back in these times. Yeah. You're just like, well, if I don't shoot someone, I'm I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The cop's coming at you with a gun, maybe. But yeah. why would why would uh, why would why would Nelson come straight at John Dunn without any backup or anything? Yeah, a bit of a dick move. I like he should have thought of his eight kids and just maybe waited till waited four days till some backup came. Because <laughs> 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 the posse were out looking for him, they managed to avoid the posse. Wouldn't the posse be close or something? Uh, but then again, he would have known about the posse. Right. Yeah, they didn't have walkie-talkies, did they? Yeah. 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 Well, they would have had to have yeah Morse coded it or something. Fuck. Telegram. Now, apparently, there's a new movie made. Well, it was made a couple of years ago or something. I nearly got a part in it. Uh, All right. Here the, we go. The Legend of Ben Hall. Oh, really? So it was like a. It was an independent production. It got a small, very, very tiny cinema release. But I was fans with it on the Facebook page. Yeah. Because I was still trying to get in there. So you're familiar with it? You're familiar with Ben Hall? No, I'm not familiar with it. I just saw it. They were trying to make a, a Ned Kelly style. I think the, I don't. They might have sold it to America. I don't know. Because it does feel like Ned Kelly movies have been done. There's so many. Yeah, One of the yeah. first ever um, feature films was a Ned Kelly film. Yes. Yeah. I tell you what, man. I was. I forgot to tell you this before. It's like in 1902 uh, or something. Mick Jagger. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> that was the Mick Jagger one. <laughs> That's how around. old he is. He's been around for a while. Uh, Mick Jagger was in a Ned Kelly-style one. But, if, man, if you want to watch a good Bush Ranger movie, maybe you've seen it before, but it's the best. Reckless Man. Kelly with <laughs> Yahoo! series. <laughs> uh, yes, that is a classic. Or Mad Dog Morgan, Dennis Hopper. Okay. The most amazing film. It's great. And um, it was great because... Dennis Hopper, Jack Jack Nicholson, all those guys, they were all nutcases back in that era where they were just, like, taking opiates all the time and getting fucked up. And so they managed to find Dennis Hopper to play Mad Dog Morgan in Mexico somewhere. And they he was drinking all the time, getting into character because he was going full method. Because he was, like, this kind of Irish nutcase fucking yeah that, that's why they called him mad dog because he was an absolute mad dog and so they got him to sydney and this is how method he went got kicked out of four pubs including a lifetime band right yeah a lifetime band and, a and pub. they said they had to have wranglers to um just keep him on set all the time because he's constantly drunk saying that his his uh performance is flawless right. it's one of the best movies yeah yeah. Was he a method guy or something like that? Yeah, yeah, full method, yeah, yeah. So uh, I mentioned that four times, but it's good you were listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. Uh, Sorry, I've so been... There's two signs here going to Goulburn. Ah, Which one do we go? They're both pointing left. <laughs> <laughs> they're both pointing left, different roads. Where do we go? There's only one road going left. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, nah, it's uh, definitely left. Yeah, Here's right. the big marina. We're going to go to the big marina. Yeah, let's go to the big marina. All right, so... I um, just want to say before we stop off here... Yeah. So, the story of the Kelly gang, 1906. So, that was the... Uh, it's apparently now recognised as the world's first feature-length film. Ah. Ran at uh, 60 minutes. 
And since then, it's been there's been so many Ned Kelly films. At least Reckless Kelly on this list. Um, there was the uh, one by um, Mick Jagger that you mentioned, which is pretty wild as an idea. Um, I'd like to see that. I wonder if it's any good. I feel like it probably isn't. I've got a feeling it isn't either. Yeah. And then there's, I think there's a one coming up relatively soon that Russell Crowe's involved in. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't know why you would want to ruin the spirit of Heath Ledger, but Russell's unstoppable now. I'm pretty, in Heath Ledger's one, Powderfinger cameoed as a, an old bush band. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, really? Yeah. I never saw the Heath Ledger one. I saw it at the cinemas. Yeah, good? Yeah, I thought, I mean, I liked it at the time. I mean, it's hard. Movies, because that was around the 90s. A little bit, I think. Yeah, what? That was around 2001 or something. That's when movies were very over dramatised for a bit. Right. You know, um, now they're even more, but that time, at that point, it was like, hey. It had, how's the cast of that? So it had, um, it was directed by Gregor Jordan, but it had uh, Heath Ledger as Kelly. Uh, then the, the gang included Orlando Bloom. Jeffrey Rush, I think, was one of the cops, and oh, yeah. Naomi Watts was in it as well. So it's a pretty, pretty handy cast for an Aussie film. Yeah, yeah, that's very handy cast. Uh, oh look, I've changed my score after hearing that that fucking devastating story. Uh, I'm giving Collector a nine out of ten. Wow, yeah, it is amazing. Such a tiny, a tiny little town. Yeah, and it has like, I mean, one a kind of cool modern story with that controversial art piece and then this sort of fucked up old bush ranger story from the most 140 years ago probably the most interesting place we've also what's really dumb is that we went through canberra the capital of australia recorded basically a 10 minute episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> collector gets a good good solid what uh, pushing towards 23 yeah <laughs> that's, that's great all right well we're here at the big merino so, well, yeah, we'll catch up with you on the next episode, talk to you a little bit about Goldburn. Goldburn. See you soon when we're on what's the road again. <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh, anticipation for Goldburn tonight, mate? What are you going to do? Uh, last night I did stuff from this year's show. Yep. Because uh, I'm trying to get ready to do this filming thing, make it all tight. I forgot to turn my recorder on, though, uh. so I could pull myself up on my arms and arms. You did a fair bit of, a fair bit of old, a little bit of new. Yeah, I did, a, I did a mix. I did some really old stuff, which I yeah. often do when I, um, I'm travelling around the place. I pull out a few old bits. Yeah. But I think I did bits from each show and some new bits that will be for next year's show. But I, I'm, I think I'm going to try and do a, maybe a slide in a brand new bit tonight. Yeah, I reckon it's good. Yeah, I reckon we should do that. Yeah. All right, well, uh, yeah, t- tonight's gig should be good. It won't be as warm as... Last night, because there'll be a lot of people there who don't know us. Uh, last night, a lot of people knew us. They were they, they were there. It was a sick crowd. They were up for it. Tonight might be a bit more of a battle, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, uh, but I, last time I uh, last time we did a show at this place, I remember it being a really fun show. Though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And we had all these comedy aficionados. Yeah, kind of afterwards. I think that's the key. It's just like comedy savvy people. Mm. Uh, but I mean, I, I like I like. All crowds, really. Apparently it's selling well. I've already sold like 30 or 40 or something like that. Yeah, it's a small, it's a 60-seater, so. I don't. Last night sold out, and I think it's like a, yeah, but 
Uh, yeah. It was a bit of a bigger room. So, yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be a different kind of show, but I'm looking forward to it. Yep. So uh, we'll, we'll let you guys know afterwards how we go. All right, laters. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, we are back. What an episode. I cannot believe that. Man, I'm coming down. It's like I've taken ecstasy yeah. in my ears and I don't know if I can listen to anything again. Well, luckily there's more episodes to come, but this kind of reminds me, that's that's <laughs> lucky. Third, I think that is the third episode and it's even better than the first two. This kind of reminds me of when the Beatles were one, two and three on the charts. On the charts. Yes. The Holy Trilogy. Holy Trilogy. Holy Trilogy. The Trilogy. Remember, we all remember the Holy Trilogy. Intro the Trilogy. The Fab Three. Ah, uh, it was. Um, I felt like George Harrison. Um, he's he's my favorite Beatle. I think he's my favorite Beatle as well. Mm, uh, that's good. But they're all great Beatles. They're they're all great. Even, all even the way Ringo. down to Stuart uh, Sutcliffe or whatever. His oh name. yeah. Don't talk about him. No, don't we? All right. We Pete Best. Do we talk about him? Oh, yeah, we might talk about right. it. George Martin. <laughs> I mean, so many great fifth Beatles. Who's your favourite fifth Beatle? Um, there's a great... St- oh, fuck. I don't know how long we're meant to keep this going for this outro, but there's a great story um, that Jack Drew showed me, and it had Pete Best on a talk show, and he tells the most boring story in the history of man where they were all painting a house, the Beatles, and yeah. it turns out that um, John was short-sighted. And he got the painting wrong. <laughs> that's a nice anecdote. I love an insight. I reckon that's the kind of anecdotes we share on this podcast as yeah. well. Uh, the greatest podcast ever recorded. <laughs> so, yeah, um, keep a lookout. Hashtag Otra. We hope that o- hashtag Otra isn't anything bad. And, yeah, check out all our other podcasts. Uh, I'm at Kappa Flapper if you want to do Twitter. Uh, if you want to hit us back with any... any um facts about collector or yeah. any stories you have from collector let us know everyone's got a collector story let us know how this is going because we'll probably do this tour again maybe yeah together. That, i think that even at the end of that tour they already the organizer already saying we'll try and do it about the same time so so uh yeah let us know how this is going might try and make a bit of a thing um but uh <laughs> yeah you can find me at matt stew underscore art on twitter and Instagram, Facebook, Matt Stewart Comedy. Links to this will be in the show notes. And, yeah, hit us up about whatever you like. We're here for you. That's we- the main thing. The, this is sort of a Trojan horse of a podcast. Yeah. The real message is we're here for you. We are here for you. And we can't wait to get on that road again. Like we always say, stay on that road again. <laughs> I thought it was see you on the road again. See you on that road again. <laughs>
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.